0: We're starting a new series uh, today called There Will Be Giants. Um, it's more or less based on the life of David, but uh, this week we're going to do something a little different. We're going to be talking about uh, Jonathan, his friend. Uh, but the, the the idea behind the series is that um, we're in a place, and I think it's becoming more and more undeniable, that uh, that the the culture and the world, there's something behind the scenes, behind the veil that is like, Assaulting the church. I mean, it, it's it's becoming more and more clear that um, that you know the enemy is real, uh, the demonic is powerful and real, and we are uh, we're caught in war. This is a uh, this is it's war and um, we I'll, I'll talk a little bit later. We got some books about some of this stuff uh, in the back for you for free if you want it. But basically, uh, today we're gonna we're gonna look what what is it gonna take? What's it gonna take to be effective? If we're, if, how are we going to handle what's going to happen? And what's, we're going to, we're going to get kind of a, a, a sort of overarching biblical strategy, um, that I think is encapsulated in our, in our text today. And then afterwards, at the end, I'm going to just list out all the stuff you can do. You can sign up today. Um, we got a ton of, of programming that's available, uh, ways that you can be on the front lines. Of spiritual warfare um, at here at coast in 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 the fall of 2021. So with that in mind, let's take a look at the text and and, and think of this as as uh, the, the the Philistines here are this is the enemy, spiritual uh, demonic powers. Uh, we're gonna think of the Philistines that way, and we're gonna think of uh, Jonathan and his armor bearer as um, the church as we uh, prepare to do battle with the enemy. So this is uh, 1 Samuel 14. It technically starts the end of 13, but that's just one verse. Now, a detachment of Philistines, and the Philistines are a, uh, they're a rival tribe, um, of Israel. They are pagan. Uh, they do horrible, horrible things. They're very offensive to God. And they want to destroy Israel. And so they've gone out to the pass at Mikmash. One day, Jonathan, son of Saul. Saul's the king right now. Jonathan is his son, the prince. Says to his young armor bearer, come, let's go over to the Philistine outpost on the, and intended to cross to reach the Philistine outpost was a cliff. One was called Bozez, the other Sena. One cliff stood stood to the north toward Michmash, the other to the south toward Geba. Um, And so you can see what's going on here. There's two cliffs, and on the end there's kind of ramping up to where the Philistine outpost is. And so Israel's here. There's cliffs on two sides. There's an outpost ahead of them. Jonathan said to his young armor-bearer, Come, let's go over to the outpost of those uncircumcised men. Uncircumcised men is Old Testament for uh, pagans who do awful things like child sacrifice, for example. Um, Perhaps the Lord will act on our behalf. Nothing can hinder the Lord from saving, whether by many or by few. Do all that you have in mind, his armor-bearer said. Go ahead, I'm with you, heart and soul. Jonathan said, Come on. Then we'll cross toward them and let us see us. Let them see us. So they're, they're, we're going to go through, and they're going to be able to see us. And if they say to us, "Wait there until we come to you," we will stay where we are and not go up to them. We're going to run away. But if they say, "Come up to us," we will climb up because that will be our sign that the Philistine outpost. Look, said the Philistines, the Hebrews are crawling out of the holes they were hiding in. The men of the outpost shouted to Jonathan and his armor-bearer, Come up to us, and we'll teach you a lesson. So Jonathan said to his armor-bearer, Climb up after me. The Lord has given them into the hand of Israel. Jonathan climbed up, using his hands and his feet, with his armor-bearer right behind him. The Philistines fell before Jonathan, and his armor-bearer followed and killed behind him. In that first attack, Jonathan and his armor-bearer killed some 20 men in about an area of a half an acre. You can see there that there's two types of, of, of people um, that, that, this, that this text kind of reveals to us. There's the, the Jonathans, and then there's the armor bearers. And I think that that's legitimate today. I think that they're kind of a type and we can see them that way, and we can understand that right now, in this place right here, amongst us, we have Jonathan's and armor bears. And what are they like, and how do they operate in spiritual battle? Well, I've uh, put the armor bear stuff in red, uh, the Jonathan stuff in, in yellow, so you can follow along. Uh, this is brought out. This is not just an armor bear; he's a young armor bear, probably 13 to 16 years old, uh, which is pretty young from our perspective for for bloody combat, but would have been common in, in the ancient world. And, and one of the things that they're bringing out when they're saying it's a young armor bearer and not some veteran or whatever is that, that this is a kid who probably doesn't know or doesn't have um, the, the wherewithal, the wisdom to know who to trust, who to follow. He's probably, he, he's young, so, so not only does he not have that wisdom, but he's got the the, the energy and the, and the enthusiasm to follow Somebody and be all in. Someone to think they're trustworthy, and so the the point of bringing out that young is to say this armor bearer. He may not be wise. He may not know everything, but but boy, he trusts Jonathan, and he's going to stick with him. And Jonathan says, "Come on, let's go over to the Philistines on the other side. On each pass, uh, or each side of the pass, we've got uh, cliffs. The Philistine Philistine's outpost is on a cliff. So this is um, what you would say like a suicide mission." Right, I mean, you think, if you're in ancient warfare, right, what would you do if you had... Well, you'd place archers and spearmen on the sides of the cliff, right? And then you would have guards at the front of the outpost. And so if the Israelites are to attack, they're going to be seen quickly, and then they're going to be ambushed. Got a picture here of uh, John Buford. On the left is the real John Buford. On the right is Sam Elliott who may have the silkiest voice in Hollywood. When that man, when that man tells you something, you know that it's true. Um, this is from, that, that picture's from the 1993 movie Gettysburg. John Buford uh, was a cavalry officer in the Civil War, and on the first day of the Battle of Gettysburg, uh, Buford got to um, Gettysburg before uh, the the Confederate army did. He was a Union officer, and the uh, the Confederate army was coming, but he got there first. He was like an advanced reconnaissance unit, and he sees what's happening. What's happening is Gettysburg is kind of sloped up. There's like a there's a high area. There's a couple hills, and he sees that the Confederate army is going to go, and they're going to take those hills. They're going to take the high ground. And John Buford knows it's only beaten at every, everywhere they went. Why? Because the Confederate Army got to choose the place of the battle. The Confederate Army would go find the best spot, then they would hunker down and dare the Union Army to come after them. And Buford was like, this is not good. And so, at great risk to his cavalry, he tells them to dismount in some cases to set up uh, snipers and others, but to hold back. The rebel army until the Union can come and occupy that ground. It's interesting that 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 Jonathan uh, does something similar. It's almost reversed, of course, because the Philistines have the high ground. But Jonathan he's he's surveying the scene and he recognizes that's where we gotta get to. If, If we can somehow get by the cliffs, the weak point of the enemy is right there at the, at the outpost, the front of the outpost. That, that, it's not a sheer cliff there. It's a ramp up. If we can just get there, we can hit the enemy where the enemy is going to feel it the most. And so we see the first kind of juxtaposition of, of the spot all the time. They've got their eyes out to see where is the enemy weak and how can we hit them? Armor bearers, on the other hand, are look, on the lookout for trustworthy Jonathans. They're looking for people that they can follow, they can be with, that they can trust to lead them in the right way. And so you might, we might ask ourselves, where where is it? If you're if you're Jonathan-like, what is it that you're fired up about? Because there's a lot of stuff to be fired up about right now. I, I, Over the last year and a half, two years, we have seen division, we have seen hate, we have seen relentless messaging to our kids about who they are and what they are, about what they should be doing and shouldn't be doing, uh, you know, run by the the executives at Google because they know best. Are you fired up? Because if so, that might be a calling on you, God saying, "Hey, it's time to roll." There's someone sitting here, but in the pews next to you, who is fired up, who's ready to roll, who's ready to lead. And you've got to find them. Don't leave that person alone. It's going on in the text. This is by far my favorite part of this text. It's so beautiful. Jonathan says to his armor bearer, all right, let's go. Let's go after those guys. And then he says this, maybe, maybe the Lord will act on our behalf. It's possible. Nothing can hinder the Lord from saving, whether by many or by few. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? You know, a lot of times in the Bible there's like a prophet who's like, oh, the Lord is doing this or the Lord is doing that. No one's told Jonathan anything. And because he's not stupid, he's looking at this and he's realizing they're about to go down a corridor where they will be open from, for fire from both sides and then they will be attacked from the front. And he's looking at it and he's like, there's only two of us. But God can use you- Marilyn, let's go to the, uh, the, the video clip, and then we'll come back to uh, the text about the armor bear. Oh, wait, stop, stop, stop. We set it up. Oh, yeah. That's my fault. That's not your fault. Marilyn, you're, you're a long-suffering servant up there. God bless Marilyn <laughs> Uh In 1989, one of the all-time great movies came out. Uh, starring Harrison Ford, who's 78, by the way, and is doing the fifth sequel to Indiana Jones. Just quit, bro. Just die in one of your plane crashes, you nut. Anyway, back when he was still mobile, uh, he, he was in this movie... Um, and it, it, it's, it's a tremendous movie because throughout the film, Indiana Jones, it, it, by wit, by, by machine guns, by motorcycles, by strength, by cunning, he has, he has defeated the Nazis at every single turn. And now he's, he's right there. He's about to, to get the Holy Grail, which in the movie gives you like, he has to leap across a bottomless chasm. And no amount of cunning or strength can save him. It's impossible. Nobody can jump this. Ah! And you must hurry! What's <laughs> of faith. I mean, it's it's the same situation that Jonathan's facing where there's no question that what he can see is certain death. And no one's told him whether or not God is going to bless this, whether or not God is going to be on his side fighting for him. But he says he could, he might. And so he takes the leap. What's incredible about the text is that his, you know, 13-year-old kid is with him, right? And the 13-year-old kid says, says do whatever you have in mind. Looking at this, you know, mind, heart, and soul. It might remind you of love the Lord your God with all your heart, uh, mind, soul, and strength. It's not uh, exactly the same, but the echo is there. The point is, is that the, the armor bearer is the one who's like, I am all in. I am loyal. I am with you. And nothing is going to get in my way. And I will never quit. I'll never stop. I'll never surrender. As long as you go into the belly of the beast, I'll be with you. And we'll die together. So again, we have this juxtaposition of of, of Jonathan's, the people who are engaging in spiritual warfare. And and, and what is it that they're willing to do? They're willing to, to take the leap they're willing to trust God's power even when they're not sure about the outcome. When it looks like it might not go well, they're the ones who are willing to just and lean into it. Maybe that's you. Maybe you're the person who's willing to take a shot. The person who's willing to go and say, I, I am willing. I, will, I, I know that this might go badly, but I'm fired up. And God, I'm going to go, and I, and, I, and I hope you're with me. Maybe you're the type of person, I promise I'll be with you, come what may. There's some of us out here right now who are fired up about something. It could be sex trafficking. It could be the state of the nation. It could be a whole lot of things. It could be problems and and, and stuff we're dealing with internally as families here and now. And some of you are Jonathans, and you're ready to take a step, even though you don't know whether or not God's going to be with it. And some of you are waiting for someone to take a step and are willing to be with them and never quit and never surrender. Going on in the text, this bit's uh, interesting. Uh, we're going to cross over. They're going to, we're going to let them see us. Okay, So this is not going to be a sneak attack. Presumably, um, in the ravine, they probably could have tried to sneak their way across um, but what they do instead is they announce themselves. And so he says, if they say to us, wait, we'll come to you, that's when we stay where we are, we go back to our camp, we're, we're done. We're not going to go up to them, we're not going to fight. But if they say, come up to us, we'll climb up, because that will be our sign that the Lord, like a random, Jonathan's like, uh, we'll do this, and that'll be the sign, like flipping a coin almost. That might, it might sound a little bit like that. Um, that he's like, oh, we'll just go, and if they, if they're gonna come down to us, fine, we'll know that we're, we're in trouble. And if, but if, but if they say come up to us some more, then that's our sign. That, that that is possible, but I think actually, if you kind of imagine the situation that they're in, I think it's different. I think the issue is, if they show themselves, um, presumably they're not gonna be able to, like, sneak across, maybe they could, but if they show themselves, and, and the Philistines say, we're coming, uh, (laughs) Jonathan and, and, and his armor bearer are at a distinct disadvantage if they're being charged down at, right? Not to mention the fact that these guys are going to be charging down and they're going to be in the middle of the ravine and people on the sides are going to be... Instead, I think what Jonathan's thinking is he's like, look, there's only two of us. There's no way we're going to get across. But what if they look at us and they're like, Really? Two of you. Come on up. If they take that, if they're, if they're, if they're hubris, they, they overstep, then, then, then that's going to be the moment where God might be able to deliver Israel with just two. Keeping with the Gettysburg theme, this is a, uh, a painting of uh, the Battle of Little Round Top. Joshua Lawrence Cham- Chamberlain uh, retired as a uh, general, major. Um, when I said earlier that Buford came and he protected the high ground, right? So he came and he, his cavalry stopped the uh, confederacy, the rebels, from from getting the high ground. He secured it, and then um, the the Massachusetts regiment that, uh, that that Chamberlain led was set on one of the hills that he had protected. It's called Little Round Top, and so he and his men, like they 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 they. they hunkered in, and they got really good defensive positions, and then they waited, and uh, the rebels came up at them over and over, and they kept shooting, shooting, shooting. It was a long day, extremely bloody battle, um, and at a certain point, they actually ran out of ammunition, so they, they didn't have any more um, bullets to fire with, and so uh, Chamberlain in one of the most um, courageous and historic down the hill um, with no ammunition in their guns and they began taking uh, prisoners at, at sword and, and, and uh, bayonet point. That's the advantage, that's the power of having the high ground in a military encounter. It's less important now in modern warfare, but in, in ancient and then, uh, you know, before the machine gun warfare, that, that, was, that was, the high ground was, was keen. And so, Jonathan knows that, he gets that, He sees the enemy, he's picked his spot, and now he needs to make sure that whatever he does, he's got a a strategy that has a chance of working. This is characteristic of Jonathans in general. When when Jonathans are fired up about spiritual warfare, they don't just run around, flopping around, being like, I'm fighting the enemy. That's not an effective way to do that. Instead, what Jonathans do is they, they survey the land, and then they recognize, we need a plan to take this hill. And so, Jonathan's. If you're there and you're fired up, this is your moment. This is your day today here at Coast. At the end of this uh, sermon, this is your day to to, to recognize. Them. Some of you have ideas, and 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 you're you're thinking, "Oh man." Well, I would love to hear them. I would love to hear what you have to do. But let's make sure there's a wise battle plan, rather than charging through and getting. Shot up. That's no guarantee that God's going to work. It's not a guarantee that God's going to do everything we want or ask. But it's, it's our way, it's the human way of setting up and saying, God, we're, we're doing everything we can. That's what Lindsay I had a friend, um, a mentor once, and we were in a Bible study together, and, and he was talking about how you know all of the things that we do, our planning, our strategies, our programs, our logistics, all of that stuff, what it really is, is it's us kind of making sparks And, and, the, and the reason for that is because the Holy Spirit, the wind of God, the ruach of God, uh, the, the Holy Spirit blows where the Holy Spirit wants to blow. And there's no controlling the Spirit. There's no harnessing the Spirit. All you can do is you can make these sparks by planning, by thinking ahead, by, by coming up with wise strategy. And then what happens is, is when God's ready, the Holy Spirit <laughs> blows through and turns our sparks into a raging wildfire. A sense that the wind is picking up. That there's dry timber on tinder on the ground, and, and, and the wind and the winds ca- and the sparks, and, and I, I have the feeling that we're about to <makes noise> light up. But in order to make sure that that happens, we do have to do our planning. And so, if you are fired up about something and you don't have a, you're not represented in in, in some of the things that we're doing this this fall, come tell me, and we'll make sure that it happens. Because I don't want anybody uh, to be left out if God's put something on your heart. And then. My second favorite part of the text. Jonathan, they, so they, they've been given safe passage, right? So they're walking through. There's the cliffs on the sides. The Philistines are laughing at them from above. And then uh, Jonathan gets to the, the final kind of hill, which is not a sheer cliff. But he, and he, so he climbs up uh, his hand and feet. So climb up after me. The Lord has given them into the hand of Israel. He goes on and says... Jonathan climbed up using his hands and feet, and listen to this: his armor bearer is right behind him. I love this. The Philistines fell before Jonathan, and his armor bearer followed and killed behind them, behind him. It's one of my favorite movie, uh, scenes in every uh, either buddy cop film or uh, superhero film. There's always like it, you know one or two heroes or whatever, and and at the beginning they kind of they don't get along very well. Um, But then somehow they decide to work together and then there's always a scene that looks a little bit like this. And it's always one of the best scenes in the movie, right? Because like they're back to back and then there's just Tons of cannon fodder around them. People, with grunts that we know are just going to get destroyed. And, and, and they're, they're, they're defending each other as they, as they attack, right? And so the, the leader guy, Captain America or whatever, he, he directs. He's like, this is where we're going. And then Thor's right behind him, like, swinging his hammer and, 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 and protecting him. And, it's, and there's always these cool things where, like, you know, Captain America will, like, go on the ground. And then Thor will, like, jump off of him and, like, smash. You know, it's awesome. Really gets the heart racing. Well, that's exactly what uh, Jonathan's and armor bearers do. There's a reason why this is a trope in movies. It's because there's a leader. And, and one of the things about the leaders is that you, you see it like, hey, he doesn't, ask, he doesn't ask his armor bearer to take the front. He's not leading from behind. He's leading from the front. And when, when and the armor bearer's like, I don't know if this is going to work, but okay. At every step, the armor bearer's right at his back. And when they get to the top, the enemy swarms them. And 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 Jonathan's like hacking, right? And then remember, there's guys on the cliffs to their behind them to the right and left, and so they're swarming over. And so there's you know probably thirty to forty Philistines, some coming from the front, some coming from the sides and the back. Jonathan's there cutting as much as he can, and his armor bear is behind him. Anybody he misses, he's got his back. Some of you right now are looking at how things are, and you're you're ready to lead the way. You're ready to take the shots first. You're Jonathan's. Uh, no, Marilyn, go go back. Some of you aren't ready to jump first, but but you know that if you find a Jonathan, you will be loyal. we 're going to skip the next two slides, but but hold on for one second. Um, the truth of the matter is that uh, we are in the we 're in the middle of a, a raging spiritual war uh, never in our nation 's history has there been anything like the hostility to the church that we see now? never in our nation 's history have we seen messaging that 's so antithetical to everything that Scripture teaches us about who we are, about who God is, and what our relationship is to God. Every day we're being bombarded by images. Um, Our children have access to the Internet, um, which is a swampy place, and they're confronted constantly uh, by, among other things, pornography, and um, echo chambers that tell them, this is who you are, even though it has nothing to do with Jesus. Parents, we're, um, we're told, you know, this is your only life, so you might as well enjoy it as best you can. So uh, avoid all suffering, all pain. Um, that's for suckers. As Rachel says, not today, Satan. we 've been uh, prayerful and intentional over the summer thinking about what our response is going to be um, and, and so here 's here's, here's, I think it 's a list of like eleven things that are happening um, if 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 you 're called to to join and be a part of this, you know you can join up we 've got some Jonathans in the church who 've been saying, "I want to go after it." Um, Rachel and Kristen and Lindsay. Um, Jen, Air Bear, a lot of these ladies are, are these Jonathans right now. And they've come up with a lot of things. They're saying, hey, hey, please join us because we're in the fight. <laughs> and we don't want to be alone. So at the back of the um, sanctuary today, there's uh, some si- sign-up sheets and as well as some resources. Here are some things that you can sign up for. Even a single person be paired up with parents of a youth uh, kid to to meet and pray. Uh, For uh, that child and the the youth of the church. We've got the war room today after church every second and fourth uh, Sunday, hopefully, maybe. uh, We'll we'll be meeting in here after to to pray. Um, Our missions committee uh, got destroyed by COVID, Um, and what's crazy is we have actually $10,000 right now that has been set aside to do local or world mission, whatever, but we need a committee to direct that funds, to direct those funds to get us involved. Please join it. Sign up, put your email in there, and express interest in doing mission. I don't care if it's like if it's going and, and, and feeding people down the street. I don't care if it's you know going to Africa or Haiti. Whatever it is, we need people who are committed and desirous of seeing the gospel go out, the enemy get beaten back. Join the missions committee. I'm going to host a DNA, we're calling it. It's a newcomer's class, DNA, where I'm going to explain the, the, the DNA of our church. Um, if you're kind of new or visiting, you're not, you don't know any Jonathans yet, maybe, or you're thinking that person might be, you can, can lead the way and fight. Well, come to the DNA uh, class. Uh, it's, I'm going to have it at, at, our, at our home um, Thursday at 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. And you can find out who Coast is, and you can start to connect to other people uh, women's Bible study, Aaron's going to lead this, No Other Gods, Thursdays, 10 a.m. at our house. You can sign up in the back. Youth prayer cards, we have um, cards of uh, individual kids that you can uh, take one and you can read you know, a little bit about this, this, this kid and, and then you can commit to praying for him. Next. We have salt and pepper dinners coming up, which is... Super fun. Again, if you're, if you're a little bit new here and you're not sure if you're a Jonathan or if you're an armor bearer and you don't know, this is an awesome way to get involved and to meet some Jonathans and, and hang out with some fellow armor bearers. Salt and Pepper is where uh, we make small little uh, dinner uh, groups. So, like six to eight people um, once a month. Uh, you go, it's young and old, uh, people that you've never seen before and people that you are maybe are super familiar with. We, we come, uh, we have dinner together. It's, it's low impact, just get to know each other, fellowship, enjoy each other's company. Um, I think we're planning to start up in, up in October, but we need hosts. So if you're willing to have people come... Thursday Night War Room, um, our, like I said earlier during the announcements, now we've got our junior high and our high school meeting on the same nights on Thursdays. We're hoping to get a, a list of people who'd be willing to be praying for those um, kids while they're, in, while they're in youth group together. Um. The resource table on the back, uh, like I said, I've collected a bunch of books. Some are about prayer, and, and some are about teaching your kids how to pray. Some are about teaching your teens how to pray, encouraging them to pray. Some are about apologetics to understand why we believe what we believe. Some are about Christian living. Some are about the unseen world, if you're curious about what's going on behind the veil and what the Bible has to say about that. Um, they're, they're, you know what? I think a couple of them have uh, uh, like m- um, amounts of money that you're supposed to... You just take it. Just take it. It's free. I would rather, you know, we take a hit um, to the, the pocketbook than that we don't have these resources for you so that you can start to see the way that you can be on the front lines, engaged in prayer, in Christian living, fighting back against what the enemy's up to. Last but not least, men's prayer breakfast. We're committing, Scott. Scott, we're doing it. Uh, we're going to we're gonna go Thursdays, 8 a.m., um, express interest, sign up in the back for the church, and then we often eat some eggs and bacon as well. So it's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's maybe the best of all the ministries that we have. <laughs> oh, And then, of course, yes, as we announced, uh, Bill's CBS Men's Bible Study Monday nights. I know Doug's a part of that. Um, a number of you are. You can talk to Bill about that. You can even sign up and say, I'm interested in Men's Bible Study. We'll figure it out. The war is on our doorstep, friends. The enemy is making headway. Be you a Jonathan, be you an armor bearer, it's time to fight. Let's pray. Gracious God and Father, we thank you for this place. Thank you for these people. God, we recognize that uh, the enemy is at the gate, that the spiritual Philistines are on the march. God, I pray that your spirit stirs, in up, stirs up to lead the way, to wisely strategize. God, for our armor bearers, I pray that they'll find partners in ministry, those they can follow and and go behind and and get their backs and that we as a church would be willing to take a leap of faith to step out not knowing whether or not your spirit is going to move but trusting that it will and asking that the spirit will. And God, may you bless that. May you bless this church this fall. May we see movement, victory, that we, like the Lord himself, could see and watch Satan fall from the sky like lightning and know the victory is ours, the victory is yours, the victory you won at the cross and the resurrection, the victory that you will consummate when the Lord Jesus returns. In his name we pray, amen.